Welcome back to another episode of In Swine Versation. From city girl to commercial and now backyard swine with veterinarian Dr. Kelsey Gray. Kelsey, welcome to the program. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for inviting me on today. I feel very flattered that you wanted to talk to me for a while. Well, it's been, uh, you, you've had a great kind of career run in Alberta, Canada. Let's, let's get right back to where it began. So where did you grow up? I know it started in the city and then it led to animal production. Yeah, so I definitely do not have the classic story of growing up on a farm and ending up in this world. I grew up in Calgary um, and pigs were definitely not a species I had any familiarity with. Um, my sister and I rode horses growing up and, and we had some, you know, relatives, some kind of further relatives and some family friends that had cattle. And um, I was always interested in that. I always liked horses and being around that kind of country life. But my my initial plan was actually to go to medical school. Um, and then along that journey, I got interested in, um, in veterinary medicine. And, and I remember I kind of talked to a, a mentor of mine, Dr. David Chalik, who's been pretty influential in the livestock world. And he got me really excited about, about livestock. And, and I got really um, interested in the idea of working with farms where you have more of a 30 foot view of medicine and health. And being in Alberta and the only really livestock species I was familiar with was cattle. That just seemed like the natural natural route for me. So I kind of focused um, all of that school planning to go into cattle medicine and probably feedlot medicine. And it was a bit of a turn of events last minute that got me into pigs. So you started uh, started in commercial and then now you're in back into the backyard pigs. So what, when you started, you're with Prairie Health Swine or Prairie Swine Health? Yes, yes. So it's now um, Prairie Livestock Veterinarians, but it was Prairie Swine Health Services when I started on. Um, I, I got involved with that clinic um, in my final year of vet school. Um, I was I was doing a veterinary rotation and I, I got involved with them and, and then I signed on with them right after school. And through some of that work, you did start working with backyard producers as well? Yeah, this was uh, kind of by semi by by accident um there there was the odd there was the odd backyard producer that would contact our clinic because when you naturally look for a, a pig vet our, our name would pop up on google um but with our biosecurity protocols and, and our time with um, some of our larger commercial farms they weren't a huge group that we were servicing um but it would have been i guess about three years in um I got I got asked by another veterinarian from Greenbelt Vet Services in BC, um, who'd been initially propositioned by BC Agriculture to work on a, a project with them, and he just didn't really have the time for it, and and asked me if I'd work with BC BC Agriculture to help them with their backyard pig producer group, and so I kind of got um, guided into this this role, and then it just sort of took off from there. Now you're doing it full time with Cochrane. Yeah, so I spent five years at Prairie Swine Health Services, and in that time, got involved with backyard pig producers, working on some educational material, developing more of a an outreach program with that group, 
Um, and, and then about after five years, so I've been there about eight months now, I switched to a mixed animal practice in Cochrane, Alberta. Um, and we do see, we do see everything and, um, I do still see, see pigs and definitely more of the, the backyard producers. I don't, I don't see any more commercial clients. Um, so my, my species knowledge has changed quite a bit and my, especially my, uh, my swine clientele has changed quite, quite dramatically. About backyard production that you can clear up? Yeah, I think, um, well, backyard production, a couple of things. One, no, no two people are doing it the same. It's definitely a very niche, niche, um, niche world. Um, and I think one of the things to clear up is that I think on there, there's a big divide on the commercial side in the backyard. They definitely are doing two different things and seeing themselves do two different things. But I think the backyard group are often seen that they don't know what they're doing and, and they're really irresponsible. And that's, that's not the case. I've actually seen some really excellent producers who are, who are really knowledgeable. They're just trying to achieve something, something different. What about your key points of emphasis and clarity when you're working with the backyard producer? I think one of my number one things that I, I really try to emphasize with backyard producers is biosecurity. Um, having my experience with pigs come from the commercial side, I'm very hyper aware of the importance of that um, and the importance of the national pig herd, how you know one affected pig with a foreign animal disease is industry-wide concern. So I, I really try to emphasize that. And so to that point, I probably stress fencing very, very dramatically with uh, the importance of good fencing with this clientele. So as like there's been consolidation in the industry, I find the family farm, there's less family farms. Is like the backyard industry the new version of family farming? Yeah, absolutely. And I really noticed um, during COVID when, you know, there was this kind of shift in lifestyle, staying home more, people seeing small businesses closed down, there definitely became more of a, I think, drive for people to become more independent and, and try to be self-sustaining. So I've certainly seen more more people doing that. I'm, I have a couple of clients right now that I'm helping them get their, <clears throat> their small farm started. Um, so I certainly do think the family farm and being self-sustainable is shifting into this, you know, they're called backyard producers, but a lot of them are just maybe small scale farmer. What did you like most on the commercial side? I really liked the level of science involved. Um, it was very interesting to me that you have these barns where, you know, we would get very specifically knowledgeable on their pathogen profiles on their vaccine programs, um, just the level of organization to run a farm of that size was incredible to me. Is there a big difference or similarity between commercial and backyard? I would stress the difference. <laughs> I, I don't see a lot of similarities other than, you know, both groups are passionate about what they're doing, um, but very different just in terms of day-to-day, -day, what needs to happen on the farm, um, day-to-day -day feeding, the interaction with the animals. It, it's a very different, different world for sure. As we've discussed, you've kind of transitioned into the mixed animal practice with Cochern. Uh, can you talk about the change, the timing? How's it going? Sure. Um, 
for timing wise, it was, uh, I'm probably one of the few veterinarians who went my way. Most veterinarians would leave school, go to mixed practice, and then go species specific. I did that backwards. So it's definitely been challenging. Um, you know, sweeping some cobwebs out of my brain, getting back into multi-species practice. Um, it's definitely been interesting because it's, again, required me to to relearn old things and learn new things. Um, I think from an advantage standpoint in working with these backyard producers, a lot of these people actually do have multi-species. And so it's, I, I know when I've talked to them, some of them have found it frustrating when they're like, oh, I have a I have a cow vet and then I have a horse vet and then I have a, a pig vet and, and not to say by any means that as a mixed animal practitioner, you have the knowledge base to have all those species executed really, really well. But I know there is a big demand to have a vet who can come out and at least take a look at anything. So in that way, it's been good because I feel a little less um, like a fish out of water when I'm at these places, if they do happen to ask me about their farm. You're into all the species. Tell me a little more about Cochrane Veterinary Services. Yeah, um, it's Cochrane Animal Clinic. This is a mixed animal mixed animal clinic. Um, oh, there's probably five full-time vets and two part-time. Really well-staffed clinic. Very, very busy. Um, they'll see anything. There's one vet that mostly sees uh, horses and cattle um, or performance horses. And then me and another veterinary would be uh, mixed animal. We see, yeah, pigs, lots of sheep, lots of sheep and goats, small ruminants, chickens. Um, to my to my despair, I'm not very good with chickens. Um, and then they have a busy small animal small animal practice as well. Um, it's been it's a good good team good team clinic. Um, lots of mentorship, lots of support within, and um, yeah, it's a really couldn't be in a more beautiful place of Alberta. Cochrane Cochrane's lovely. Have you found your niche, Kelsey? Can you talk about continued growth and evolution? Yeah, um, I'm. It's definitely you know switching from commercial pigs to mix was hard because I really love the pig world and it was important to me to stay involved with it because it's something I care a lot about and and want to continue being involved with. Um, so I've had the opportunity, fortunately, with Prairie Swine Center to do some continued education material. I actually just worked on. I think we did 10, 10 teaching videos that are going to be, I think, uploaded shortly with them. Um, and then hopefully doing some continued webinars and programs with um, Farm Animal Care Council of Alberta, um, hopefully staying connected with Alberta Pork. Um, and yeah, just figuring out ways to do continued um, education and, and creating more, more material and outreach. So it is something I plan to continue on with. Um, and, and it's been, I think, nice with my clientele in the mixed animal clinic to have to see so many different uh, different ways people are doing things because I always learn something new at a new client's place. You were recently on a magazine cover for the Alberta Veterinary Medical Association. What was that experience like? Yeah, I actually completely forgot that was going to happen. My my colleague from Prairie Livestock Services, uh, Prairie Livestock Veterinarian, Jessica Law. Um, she's one of the head veterinarians at that clinic. She had asked me, hey, do you mind if I submit a photo for the cover? And I, I didn't even know it was going to get on. I thought she was just submitting it. And then the magazine came out. I'm like, oh, right. Um, so, yeah, that was really honestly uh, Dr. Jess Law who who 
kind of spearheaded that. Um, and I was very appreciative that she wrote such a nice article. Um, it was kind of funny. I got lots of messages that week about my uh, newfound magazine cover. Um, yeah, it was nice to get the veterinary community some, some further awareness about the, the smallholder outdoor pig producer. Yeah, so it was in relation to resources for small scale pig farmers. What's like a tidbit that 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 was in the magazine? Anything? Yeah, the tidbit was just um, showing that we were, you know, I when I did this one project with uh, BC Agriculture that was fully under support um, with Prairie Livestock Veterinarians, and I think they wanted to raise awareness that there is educational material out there because for, you know, a lot of feedback from small holders in to Alberta pork and to BC pork would be, Oh, I can't find, I can't find, you know, valid material out there for, for learning. And it was very hard for these guys to find a vet who's comfortable with pigs. So I think to highlight that this is a, this is an important group that we're trying to educate because that's the other thing. They're, they're not a small group of producers. There's a lot of people with um, smallholder pigs and, and having their education and knowledge, um, awareness about biosecurity and pig health is really, really important for our entire industry. Why do you prioritize fencing for the backyard producer? Sorry, I just cut out a little bit. Were you wondering why I emphasize that? The fencing. Yeah, the fencing, um, I just find, and I, I've seen it firsthand, a lot of people don't realize how hardy pigs are and how smart they are. they like, oh, we'll put up a fence and the pig won't get out. And, and that's definitely a risk for biosecurity having, you know, we, we have wild pigs in Alberta and Saskatchewan. We, we do have, and it's probably moving, moving further west as well. So having good fencing where you're containing these animals first and foremost is really, really crucial so that we you know don't have more animals introducing themselves into the wild pig population um and and i think that's really key for you know containment of the species um and it's just an important factor in biosecurity for sure and and the other thing that i emphasize heavily is um is feeding um of course with you know foreign animal diseases feeding meat is illegal in canada and a high high risk so most people i'm, I'm constantly berating this this point and I've been really happy because most of the time when I've told people this they're very like oh I know I know I know and then they've heard it enough times so that's actually made me feel relieved when I see how many people know that and and are very um, adamant about the fact that they don't feed meat to pigs everything always ties back to biosecurity huh? yeah big time big time so kind of on a light note your niece kind of had a goal recently to come to work with you. Um, she, so she came and put in more than a 10 hour shift. Is that <laughs> right? So what did you learn from the youth and the future of uh, what the potential of our industry? Yeah. Um, it's, it was actually really nice to see, you know, a kid kind of come to work with you and be like, wow, this is so cool. It kind of reopens your eyes. Like, yeah, this is, this is really cool. And, and to see um, a kid on a Saturday, want to come learn how to be a vet and she's like can I come clean kennels can I come volunteer I, I did realize that there is quite a bit of drive in this industry um and and you know for me had I been at 10 years old would I have thought I'd be going into the pig industry absolutely not um but even just getting exposure you know here and there in positive ways you never know 
what what kind of industry someone could end up in. So I think it's definitely an industry where there'll be continued interest in it and 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 finding ways to get young people um, exposed to it is just great. So I always try and if a student, even a student who wants to get into vet school or a student who's in vet school and wants to come to a pig farm, I always try really hard to create those opportunities because I know for me, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have found this um, industry without opportunities presented to me as well. So kind of in a closing note, Kelsey, uh, can you touch base on ASF, African swine fever? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, ASF was really kind of forefront in the news. It was really popular. And then obviously the world kind of took a turn and we had a pandemic that kind of quieted some of these um scary things going on in our livestock world so you know asf is still very prominent um lots of industries are still continuing to do to do important outreach um the the diagnostic services centers are doing um they have a a, a program called um can spot which is a diagnostic program based that's not even suspicious but just something a bit unusual they can run testing for asf without having to do a full-blown foreign animal disease investigation, which is really, really great because it gives an opportunity for some passive surveillance. Um, so I think that's been, you know, great for the whole industry. And and I'm happy that my background comes from the commercial side where biosecurity is so important to me because when I work with these outdoor outdoor guys, it's something that's always on the forefront of my mind. And I'm happy I can transfer that education about about um, concerning diseases like that to to this sector of our of our pig farmers. Is there a relative percentage goal on what you see for increasing for outdoor pig farmers over the next 10 years? Oh, I'm trying to remember what BC pork said, and this was registered. I think in BC they had like over 1,500 and that was only growing rapidly. And, and I would say in Alberta, I, I would put those numbers surely up on the same level and you in Ontario I'm in some Facebook uh, group chats with outdoor producers and there's a lot in Ontario I don't know what kind of numbers they have in Ontario pork but it's it's high now and it's going to continue to get higher and I think we're going to continue to see people interested in having their self-sustaining farms and and I think it's a group that it's going to be growing a lot so important to talk about it and, and, and address them and, and find ways to um make some outreach. So again, thank you for having me today because it's another great way to raise awareness about this community. Well, Dr. Kelsey Gray, thanks for joining us today. It was a pleasure, Jim. Thank you very much for having me on.